Ahoy, mateys. This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that always serves pate at any and all satanic gatherings my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're celebrating our sixth nerdoween horror movie marathon by summoning up a fictional 24-hour marathon devoted to the dark lord himself satan and whether or not you have goat legs you can listen into our show Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your hellhole. And if you do indeed get Wi-Fi in hell, uh, you can find us out on social media. We are on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we again have an events tab, but again leads to shenanigans and cyber shenanigans, hellish cyber shenanigans, satanic shenanigans, satanigans, 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 as they are satanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, October 9th here in the Kansas City area, Screenland Armor, they have you covered indoors, outdoors and virtually. And on Friday, we are unveiling our latest Friday Night Fright, mm-hmm. and I have never seen this one on the big screen, and it had a recent appearance on The Last Drive-In, mm-hmm. so I already know people are familiar with it, but we're going to go uh, toe-to-toe with the devil, maybe, maybe. Maybe, perhaps. Uh, with Exorcist 3. One of the best jump scares. It's one of those jump scares that even though you know it's coming, it still manages to get you really good. It's incredible, and it's also just a solid drama. And George C. Scott yelling at the devil, calling him a changeling. He, he doesn't have as much disdain for the devil as he does <laughs> the, the changeling, the changeling. <laughs> which speaks to itself. But I can't wait to see that one on the big screen. Now, mm. for all the other Shocktober goodness, and there are so many horror films. Oh, yeah. Th- Shocktober is amongst us. Go to Screenland.com. And now that's indoor. Outdoor, my friends, we also have you covered. In fact, on Friday night, uh, you might have to look because you might get some red on you. We're talking one of the all-time great horror. Uh, we're talking. We're screening. We're talking. We're talking about. We're it. talking. Talking about. Talking about the screening of it. Shaun of the Dead. One of the best comedies, horror comedies of all time. I think that's going to go down in the pantheon of just pop culture. And one that we truly adore here on the show, mm-hmm. uh, everyone included. And then Saturday night, they actually kicked off. They're doing double features uh, with the Saturday night screenings. Oh, cool. It, it's really cool because they're actually pairing each of the main films with a universal film. That's pretty slick. It's beyond slick because you're actually getting a chance. I should say I'm getting a chance to fill in my universal monsters gap. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some riches in there. Riches. Well, the one they started with, they did a double feature of House of Frankenstein and the Monster Squad. Oh, man. A- and it. Again, had never seen uh, House of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and knowing the Monster Squad paired 
perfectly. Yeah. It was so much fun. But then that Saturday is the second one. They've got the creature from the Black Lagoon. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Stay out of the sea. Ooh. But what can come from the sea? Ghost pirates. Oh, yar. So you're not safe on land nor water. And they're going to be following that up with John Carpenter's The Fog. Mm-hmm. Now that's a double feature. Hey, everybody. Come for the fog. Stay for the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Maybe it's the fog from the Black Lagoon. It, again, they play perfectly together. Now, that's outdoors. Now, mm-hmm. virtually, again, they do have a number of things that are going on. You can go to ScreenlandOnline.com. Yep. Check out, actually, I would recommend checking out Brea Grant's directorial debut, 12-Hour Shift. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. Uh, I've got the thumbs up. Excellent. So, we're we're pointing them in the right direction. Oh, uh, but that following Saturday, on the 17th, again, we're going to this nicely together mm-hmm. uh, if you're shut in we get it so we do have another shutter shout out oh and this one we're releasing the rage cage a double feature that is going to be long and drawn out and fucking crazy just full of bad shit four hours of madness so we've got a double feature featuring nick cage we're starting off in with all his glory oh well, in it, all his glory restraint in one Unhinged in the first, which is Color Out of Space, mm-hmm. which I have not seen uh, since my initial viewing at Panic Fest. Same here. I'm excited to see it again. I am too. And then we're following that up with another film that, <laughs> go back to our Mandy episode, if you will, um, for, for sandwiches. For sandwiches, for ch- Cheddar Goblin. All of those things. For uh, the cherry on top. Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> one word, my friend. One Mandy, word. It's gonna be wild. Uh you know what? They will make sure that there is this is nobody gets it confused with the Doris Day movie. Can we break really quickly? Again, this is why we're very glad to be back in the theater. And again, Screenland has gone above and beyond to make everyone feel safe, prepared, clean. But that was one of our first Friday night frights. Well, and explain. We um we hosted a screening of Mandy, <laughs> and we did our little yakety schmackety at the beginning. It had a customized pre-show. Too many cooks was in the pre-show. Yes, and then so. we loaded the trailers <laughs> with weird films. I think I had Jordawaski in there yeah. because we were preparing them for Mandy. And as best movie, as you can prepare for Mandy. And the movie happens, mm-hmm. and then genius. What happened afterwards? So then I come out and I talk to them like, "Hey, what'd you think?" And this is. A, it happened twice, two different people, right? Okay, one came in off the streets not knowing what the hell they were expecting. The ones comes in and is like, you know, when I looked on the Fandango website, I thought it was the 1956 Doris Day movie called Mandy. It wasn't. And I was like, nope. Wow. <laughs> like, no, wow. No, this is about as far from Doris Day. Well, I guess whatever will be, will be. And so... <laughs> And so, yeah, I was like, well, did you like it? And I'll go, yeah, that was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. Same thing. And then another person like, well, I walked in off the street not knowing what this movie was. Mandy, I thought it was like some sort of like movie about a girl coming of age or something. And I'm like, ooh, not quite. It's not quite 13. What what, what were you you looking? Did you enjoy it? She goes, Again, that was really interesting, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, like, like the power of Mandy. We felt like we were Neo and dodging yeah, bullets right. with both of those just, things just there. Womp, womp, womp. But again, um, if that's you know, if that sounds like it's you're up your thing again, it's offered free for Shutter. But if you would like a customized pre-show mm-hmm. introduction, trailer reel, and controversial 
post-film discussion, <laughs> all you have to do is head over and become a member of the Screenland film family by going to patreon.com slash Screenland. Mm-hmm. And we offer this every other week. Um, we have, and we've experienced some amazing films. In fact, our yeah. last one, what did we watch? We watched Prevenge and The Baby. You gotta see the baby. You gotta see the ba- baby. doesn't talk. Psst. Baby doesn't walk. Psst. That has tickled you in a weird, perver- a very much a genius way, I should say. Because you know what? Think about it. Seriously, put put that put that girl, put Alba in a Harley Quinn costume. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. It kind of it, it, it fits. We're, we're trying to sell them it's on this genius. They have to pay for this content. You know, baby doesn't talk. <laughs> but again, yeah, head on over there now. Outdoors that same night on the 17th, Kansas City Horror Club, I do believe, has something going on. Oh, we have a great time going on. Horror at the drive-in, at the twin drive-in, we are showing Pumpkinhead and Trick or Treat, the one with Sam. Um, Plus, we're going to have a horror-themed swap and shop with all local vendors and crafters, and the whole shebang is $10 a car load. So bring the kids, bring the family, bring everybody have a good time and you're totally safe because if you don't want to be part of the swap and shop cool stay in your car hang out by your car got two great films exactly so it's a win-win situation so it's it's a fun time so definitely come on out i can't wait for this and then there's a great double feature perfect for october because it's already getting dark there's a crisp in the air and what better way to celebrate halloween with like two perfect halloween movies they, they truly set the tone nicely mm-hmm. and we we're never ones to toot our own horns, but you mentioned before uh, we were here recent in our little local uh, uh, publication called The Pitch. Mm-hmm. We're involved in an article written by a friend of the podcast, Abby. All oh goodness, I am Abby O is all I'm going to say. Our our guest is eventually going to tell me correctly how to pronounce her name, but our friend Abby. <laughs> now now not Abby from Screenland. Abby from the pitch. Abby from the pitch and a number of other podcasts. She's a mm-hmm. uh, pre- wonderful writer uh, but she did an article about horror and how people that enjoy horror have been going through the pandemic yeah and does horror help ultimately and it came out really really good despite us <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like well well they had a chance they talked to jill gavargazion mm-hmm. uh which uh very soon yes! we are going to be experiencing the stylist we i have held off for this little secret screening. Me too. Me yeah, too. So I cannot wait. Unfortunately, that means I have to see you in Theater One in all of your glory. Oh, you've never seen it in person. Okay. <laughs> this is true. It's, it's I get the William Castle treatment every right. day. <laughs> My and, entire life is filled in Filarama. And I, and, I am, and I am grateful for that. Uh, but we do indeed have some exclusive content. Speaking of Patreon and Film Family, uh, we are in our sixth month now mm-hmm. of Patreon content. Um, now, that being said, we have everything from a squiddly diddly to another time. Another place. In fact, our monthly commentary for October we're going to Haddonfield Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, you're going to learn all about my trauma of dark hospitals through this Cobra. Halloween 2 from 1981. Or the People versus the Tramer. Oh, oh. <laughs> the Tramer, Tramers versus the Tramers versus, Tramers, Tramers versus Haddonfield. Tramers mm-hmm. versus Loomis. Yeah. I, the list goes on. Trust me. <laughs> the descendants of the Tramers are going to live comfortably. Yes. At least next to Haddonfield. But we do have a lot of, uh, hopefully, some decent content out there. So head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Mm-hmm. Now, Genius, uh, this episode is releasing on Friday, October 9th, uh-huh. which means 
Tomorrow is October 10th, which, which means, means bum, 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 bum. Now, now it's time, time for Nerdoween, Nerdoween, Nerdoween. Now it's time for Nerdoween. All hail Satan. That's right, kids. Tomorrow night, it's Nerdoween. Three mystery movies all revolving around the Dark Lord. You don't know what they'll be until you get there, but bring your masks. Masks are required, kids. So come on, join us, celebrate the Dark Lord. You know, we usually do, we recommend people dressing up. But in this case, yes, masks are masks, mandatory. Masks are mandatory. Masks and are mandatory. If you I, want to dress up cool, but we don't have any yak. We, we don't have any prizes for you right now. No. So you can, but it's going to be a fun time nonetheless. And we've we've locked the lineup up for many of moons at this point, and It's good. Well, it's a good one. Even better is it's one of the rarities. Like last year, when I saw a film uh, Cooties for the first time, mm-hmm. you're also going to be seeing our second film for the first time. Yeah, I'm excited. For it, I seen the trailers and it looks wild. It I, looks right what I was looking for for like Nerdoween. It should again. We're we're going to be hailing Satan. We're going to be um, you know babbling about Beelzebub. We we're going to be talking about the devil. That is right. That we're is gonna, right. A movie from the seventies, a movie from the eighties, and a movie from the teens, the recents. Now. Because that's the sixth year, about four years ago, we got the bright idea um, because, you know, listen, three films eh, with content, the yakety schmackety, that's about six hours. Look, mm-hmm. we, we, we program things to make sure we're done by 1130. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. We like, get more bang for our buck. Well, no, I'm just getting old and I want to get home early. <laughs> I'm about the buck. <laughs> but we thought and we talked all about those old school 24 hour marathons. Mm-hmm. And got us thinking, like, man, I know I couldn't host or attend one, or at least I, I don't think I could at my age. I would love to try. Absolutely. But I love nothing more, though, than reading reports of people that do go there, and they talk about the experience, and they talk about the movies. And we were like, you know what? Rather than attending one. Let's make our own. Let's just make one let's up. Let's make one up. So this is the fourth we'll be year. in bed before midnight. <laughs> You're right. Oh, yeah. 12 to 12. But... So this is the fourth year where we have put together our own fictional 24-hour horror movie marathon, and much like Nerdoween, we always theme it. Mm-hmm. And this year, in in service of Satan, uh, we decided, nice. well, of course, uh, 12 diabolically devilish films to worship the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. But we realized this is a job, not just for two schlubs like us. No, if you're gonna if you're gonna summon a demon and have a good proper incantation, you need as much magic and knowledge as possible we need our third we do we we do need our third and you know our third uh, quite honestly he could be the spawn of satan himself you know him is the host of a little podcast called horrorversary he sold his soul for movie knowledge <laughs> please welcome back to the podcast adrian torres thanks for having me you guys what's up dude thanks for being patient it's okay. I, I want to start out for a second because you guys are talking about uh, the Patreon and everything and, and have a little uh, moment where everybody's kind of finding their, their their little thing to help get them through the pandemic, you know, on, on slower days or, or, or days where things kind of feel overbearing. So I had to take a moment and thank Greg for the little mini episode that he that he had on there where he said some very, very kind things and and I, I won't. I won't lie. I was driving somewhere, and definitely may have had a tear or two 
come up in my eye. Oh, man. Well, you know what? Number one, of course, thank you for being a friend. Number two. Traveling back and down the road and back again. Back again to Ninja Busters, which was the movie. (laughs) But also, no, man, it meant a lot to have, you know, a lot. Just my friends, my family back in a a cautious environment in the backyard watching a movie. And also, again, I'm not going to lie, between that. And I have the tiger. I was gonna say, <laughs> were you dri- were you driving a souped up armored truck, the Busey Mobile? If only, if only. <laughs> but also, just to give you guys a chance, because listen, as people that like to host things, just to get up and talk about these movies that we love. And I, I actually, again, had stuff prepared for Godfrey Ho, and Adrian's like, no, it's not Godfrey Ho. I was like, oh shit. So it was awesome. But before we get into uh, the summoning of the devil, tell our listeners where can they find you out on social media? Plug and promote away. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Yo Adrian Torres. Um, you can find the majority of my writing either at The Pitch um, or at Boom Howdy, uh, which is where I normally hole up shop. We've got lots of stuff that's on there right now from both uh, Fantasia and Fantastic Fest um, since they're still doing virtual stuff. And, and uh, you guys mentioned Jill, of course. And so there's a, a very long and lengthy um, interview with her concerning all things uh, the stylist and i i don't know if genius saw anything about it or not but uh there there is a a part where the conversation i won't say why it goes there but it goes in the direction of one dr giggles (laughs) anytime you get to throw a little larry drake in the conversation and i did read the article uh adrian it was fantastic um it's fan and now let me how do we pronounce abby's last name uh, old Chessie, I believe I I have not uh, been yelled at for it, but I also got Jill's last name correctly on the first try when I was doing the interview. So I'm due to mess up sometime. Abby from the pitch. Abby from the pitch. <laughs> until that's... until we know per- until we know otherwise. Abby from the pitch. That's that's perfect. That is perfect. So well, question before we go into the things, and you've been doing the fantastic and fan- what should we be on the lookout for? What's coming up that you know you should that we need to that we need to keep and people who like minded us should be. Well, it's I mean it's it, it's it's weird right now because the, the the festivals are kind of a mix. The festivals, the best thing that I would say about the festivals right now, and you can easily go online to see what the lineups for both Fantasia and Fantastic Fest were, um, because they're being kind of precious with certain movies that are being shown at them with certain things, you know, wanting to find distribution deals um, that you're getting lots of emerging voices. You're getting, getting people who've only made a couple films or their first film who mm. are really getting a chance to shine. So it, it's really exciting to see people who are, who are taking these big stabs in the dark. Um, uh, so there was one that I just saw last week that was a lot of fun and you guys would, would kill for called how to deter a robber. <laughs> it's not really, horror horror it's more so uh, a comedy with like light thriller aspects but it, it's kind of a blend of um like uh, better watch out um home alone and a little bit of fargo in there oh nice not well you know also speaking of better watch out did you see the uh, vinegar syndrome put out the deadly games blu-ray oh yeah i i, I it, it's what broke me um i was <laughs> I was making sure not to spend uh, much money on like anything really that I didn't need mm-hmm. to, and then, and then Brad's like, "Hey, look, we've got this," and I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna buy that." Well, and between Beastmaster and Fade to Black, which was, oh, Jesus. I know, I, exactly, exactly. I'm glad to see it's getting the love it deserves. 
Um, but there's, I know that Shutter has several movies that um, are coming soon. Um, one that I saw recently, it, it's got a couple little uh, problems with it, but it's still, it's got a third act that just goes insane called Queen of Black Magic. It's it's a foreign title, uh, but it in the third act, um, it just starts swinging for the fences as wildly as it can. I'm, we're always we're always that. down yeah. for the last minute the, the hail marys because <laughs> sometimes you're like what the fuck baby doesn't talk baby doesn't walk <laughs> Jesus I I know this is this is what I deal with every week my friend um, there's another one that uh, I think it's it's already on Shutter um, that that again it, it it's got that loose uh, comedy um, feel is yummy. Yes, yeah, I did see Yummy. That that's very Return of the Living Dead in both style and tone. And, and that ending is just we yeah, again we can it's talk a, off mic, but yeah, that ending yeah. you did not see coming. Very very Return of the Living Dead. Uh-oh. Very Return of the Living Dead. Interesting. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, we we all did the throat clear yeah, there. Like, that uh, was rebel 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 rebel. Again, beforehand what you didn't hear or see was it's really funny genius is very rarely on this side of the screen so to speak because you know we've got adrian skyping in so i'm usually the one that's the engineer so to speak the sound guy and i'm accustomed to seeing how everything works and we start doing the intro and all of a sudden genius is like greg greg wait there's something wrong there's something wrong i'm I'm like wait what's going on what's going on and he's like the thing's moving i'm like no it's cool man he's like no no that thing doesn't move and it was funny because we're getting ready here to talk about the dark lord and there's been times, especially where, like, what's the score? Where the knob, the volume, has moved on its own. And it's, I, there's something here potentially. And I was like, what, is that a sign that we shouldn't be talking um, about all this stuff? Do you guys want me to make things even worse for you? Uh-oh. Well, I don't know. Is Lynn Shea oh. knocking at your door? <laughs> is Zelda uh, Rubenstein it's, there? It, it, it's something close to that. Um, once we're done recording the podcast, I'll I'll take a screenshot of my computer and then I'll, I'll send it to you guys and put it online because I don't want to mess up the recording right now. Uh, but right now, the way it looks and you guys are, are recording, it looks like a VHS cassette tape of a video of somebody going and doing a broadcast from the Blair Witch house. <laughs> okay, should it's I just... got like the, the analog lines are kind of like on the screen because of the way the stone and your camera is. So it did. It, it looks like a second generation tape of somebody recording a podcast from the basement <laughs> of the Blair Witch House. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know what we... I brought everyone out here because I thought it would be a great acoustic. Fuck it, we'll do it in post. <laughs> Greg, you'll have to let everybody know if Genius randomly goes and stands in the corner. Yeah. I'm always putting the corner in some way or another. Yeah, he's been working his whole life up to that moment. <laughs> Well, like I said, we've been uh, lucky enough to, lucky enough, we've enjoyed putting together these fictional 24-hour movie marathons. Now, Mm -hmm. Adrian, you've attended many a Nerdoween, many a Dismember, many a marathon. What is the longest marathon that you've attended in person at this point? Oh, geez, that's that's difficult. Um, In like a theater setting? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, from, from beginning to end. Okay, but for a theater setting, it was with you. Greg, one of the first times that I actually got to meet you in person for the Never Sleep Again marathon. 
That, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's that a was, long one. That was like what seven movies, eight yes. movies. Yeah, it was. And of course, New Nightmare is the longest of them all, and you have to end with that. No, yeah, that. Ooh, okay, that's perfect. Actually, oh, that was a lot of fun. That really was. It was. was, a, it, was. Was. it was. It was a ride because uh, you were worried that more people were going to tap out around Freddy's Dead, <laughs> and everyone was like, "No, we got to make it past this. We got to make it to New Nightmare." It's, it, it becomes a, the, the mantra there. Uh, Genius, I know we probably mentioned before, but what's the longest that you've been? Um, I don't know, honestly, because like, it seems like every year. Because right. if you think about it, like because we, we've had Nerdoween and then RIP Dismember, and then so we had, and those were back to back. So it seems well, like... We're not talking Requiem here. We're talking, you know, front, the other front to the back. The other front to back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. That's I, I think I that, see that was him this time. Hail Satan! <laughs> that was him this time. I've been possessed here. It's awful. <laughs> but no, we've always had a good time. Obviously, putting these together, and because I don't think I barely got through. You know, never sleep again. That was taxing on me. I was actually even going back and forth and getting walks in for Lola in the lols in some of the series. Have you ever done uh, full marathons in your house like that? Full franchise back to back to back to back to back to back. Nope. Yes. Ah. Which which franchise? Uh, which... It was it, it was the basically the bookend to the one that I did before was back in the day when I was going to when I was living in Chicago, uh, we did a full marathon of the Friday the Thirteenth movies leading up to uh, the theatrical release of a midnight showing of Freddy versus Jason. Nice, oh. nice. I tried doing those uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and I can't do the whole franchise. But I did do the whole franchise of Victor Crowley. Once oh. the once the Blu-ray got released, it was right after a con. I got it signed by Kane Hodder. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch 1, 2, 3, and now 4. So yeah, that's the last like full, like proper marathon that I've watched. And see, my problem is with marathons, uh, much like the, what we do when we pl- program the stuff and put together these little 24 fictional hour ones is... I like to have the accoutrement. You know, mm-hmm. I like to have the stuff that enhances it. And that's the fun part about all this is being imagining reading about this. And <coughs> we have put together 12 films with some uh, the accoutrement, some trailers, and of course some shorts, and in this case, some audio cues. But we would like to go ahead and let our guest here. What's the first incantation? What is the first thing? What are you kicking off your 24 hours of Satan with? Well, when I put the the list together, because I'll I'll pull back the curtain for a moment. When when Greg was talking to, oh, no. to me about this, oh no, I originally thought that it was just movies where uh, the devil was a character, and not just everything that surrounds Satan and, and Satanists and everything. So I sent him a message to make sure because I was like, <laughs> okay, I, I've got basically all the movies. I need to get like one more, and I was like, okay, so just with the devil as a character in the film right not necessarily satanist or you know colts and, and that stuff and he just goes yep and i'm like well, well well i've got all this time i need to fill so i just was kind of had my list and i'm just deciding that the list when i was writing things down so i would remember it is going to be the order that um i'm going in so this is going to be a weird ride for everybody because we are starting out with race against the devil Ooh. And because I know that, that you guys let me know that I should be choosing, you know, trailers to go along with it. So for Race Against the Devil, the two trailers that I'm showing is Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Yes. Love that movie. And Ghost Rider. Oh, 
<laughs> nice. Nice. I can totally see it. Very well. Because technically <laughs> it, it seems... does work with Peter, Fon- Peter Fonda. So. <laughs> I like that connection mm-hmm. there. <laughs> and uh, Race with the Devil, that was actually the, one of the 35 millimeter prints. Um, on, on one of the December dismembers. It was probably two or three years ago. They actually mm-hmm. did a run of Devil Films and it kicked off with that. And Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, and Loretta Lynn. Or Lor- Loretta, no, excuse Swift. Me, Loretta Swift. Yeah. It's such an odd film. And it it just it's plays because in the seventies you had car culture and you had the devil. Right. And what, so what happens, happens when you get the two? You get raised with the devil. Mm-hmm. It, it's well, it, it's lean and mean. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it really works as as a good starter because of the fact that it, it gets everybody's blood going. It, because it's an action film mm-hmm. at heart. And it's yeah. really weird, and it has all that '70s aesthetic. And there's going to be plenty of people who haven't seen it. So you're kicking off the back with, with something that's going to get everybody's attention and going to get them excited. And like I said, for the majority of them, give them a film they probably haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And that's a very good choice, and it does set the t- tone really well. So um, I think for our first one, for our first one, we want to set something weird too. We want to set a good tone, but we Actually, also want to go what we're going to go for. But also, I think ideally, the first two films traditionally we've tried to gear not towards kids because that's going to take a bad turn here in a second. <laughs> yeah, it is. But a little bit more family, a little bit more family family friendly. I should say that. So that being said, uh, genius. What are the trailers we're kicking off with? So we're just kicking out the trailers. The first trailer <laughs> threw me off for a loop. The first one we're trailing is is Beetlejuice. A little bit of like, hey, come here. I got something good for you, right? And then we're mixing up with Long Live the New Flush with Video Drone. So. But then, before the movie starts off, we kick off with this. That is how you get hyped. And it fits in perfectly with the movie we're going to show. We're going to kick off the movie with a little bit of John Ritter versus the convicted diddler in Stay Tuned. <laughs> wow, wait, wow. That's a reaction, folks. <laughs> now, we're going to defend our stance on this one, but Adrian. Okay. okay. Kind, oh, no, actually, I want to hear. Yeah, the, well, what was the That thing? was good. Well, it, it, no, I mean, it's it's just the, the uh, t- to put it in in the phrase of one of the characters that he played in his career. Well, there it is. It, it's in the whole Jeffrey Jones of it. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's hard and it's really, really weird, but he, we were talking about it off mic. He is so good. And the things that he does though, it's really hard to like, it's, it's not hard to reconcile. It's not hard to, it's not hard to like he's a goddamn diddler, but, but it's just a bummer. It's, it's a bummer because it's just every time you see him in a movie, you're just aware exactly you're like uh which is why i even because i saw this movie all the time on hbo it was that's the only place i saw it now genius actually he has had a chance to go back and revisit some old films that he viewed fondly and Mm -hmm. i know one of them was repossessed yes repossessed That movie does not hold <laughs> up. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Thought it was the funniest fucking thing since The Naked Gun. I watched that maybe about a year ago. Oof, it is bad. I mean, 
there's probably some defenders out there, but I mean, I really try to give it with the benefit of a doubt. Like the, my rose cluttered glasses broke. So, but, so I mentioned that because you are fair when it comes to the, the, the lens the of nostalgia, nostalgia. Right. Yes. So I watched well, stay tuned recently, like about a month, a month and a half ago, or actually about two or three months ago when everything's first started breaking out with the Rona and it holds up so well it's such a fun movie and it's such... I, I, th- I thought about it too I'll, I'll admit that it was just that when you actually said it the first reaction that i had was chew it back man chew it back <laughs> well it, it carries right and here's what's funny is the fact that i don't know if anyone outside of genre fans actually are aware of everything about him just mm-hmm. in terms because we're of the obsessive manic types we of course watch and read a lot of that stuff so our apologies starting off with Jeffrey Jones is the devil, but honestly, anything with John Ritter, we're, we're good. So that being said, that negates it. The Ritter negates the Jones. It does. And it does. Eugene Levy. Yes. And Eugene Levy as like a person who gets mauled to pieces. And, um, from, uh, uh, one of the, one of the last Chuck Jones's animated, yep. uh, features. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. He did the animation for it. And it, there's, it's, it's so funny. It really, really is a funny, funny movie. Like I said, a little PG fair. Yeah, hey, but it definitely took me back when you guys were playing the old HBO Sting there, because oh. I think that's probably how I saw it originally too. I yeah. saw it in the theater. Oh, of course you did. I saw it in the theater. Of course at you Indian did. Springs. Well, and you know what? Let's take you back to Indian Springs as a twenty-four hour marathon. But let's go ahead and let's get to Adrian's second film. All right, we're 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 going with I, I think probably one of the picks that. I don't know. It's weird because this movie's now 20-something years old, which is weird to think about when you think about the 90s. But it was a film that I definitely had to put on this list uh, just because it, it's a film that I revisit every once in a while um, that I, I enjoy, which is The Prophecy. With Christopher Walken? Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. So, of course, because of the two people that – that everybody knows are in the film. The two trailers that I'm pairing it with is actually three in this case. And we'll see if you, how you feel about this last one here, but we're going with history of violence Mm -hmm. because of course you've got Vigo as probably one of the best Lucifers that, that you've got um, on there. The addiction for, for Christopher Walken and his otherworldliness that he is in that movie. And then teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. Because of, because of one, Casey Jones, uh, Elias Cote. Yes. Oh. oh, he he is like the he's the the diagonal connect four of character actors because he's so you know you always forget he's in those movies. Uh, now I saw the prophecy in the theater. Yeah, so did I. It was it was it was weird because it was 90, 97, mm. I think when it came out. That was a blockbuster one for me. That was like I rented it. I think yeah. That was about the time I was still seeing like every movie I could in the theater, regardless. And I it's I don't have that discipline now. <laughs> but actually, the prophecy was one of the films that was discussed for this year's Nerdoween. Mm-hmm. Not Ooh. saying that it's not, but we definitely talked, we talked about, about it. it. Yeah, I think it's a film that doesn't get enough credit because it, it it's one of those movies. It was Miramax Dimension, one of those I believe that they just kind of tried to run everything into the ground saying let's do five or six sequels of everything even if the movie doesn't really deserve it that people kind of discount the first one but the first one has 
I, really well done scenes that you're not expecting from it where they're having conversations like Viggo Mortensen's version of Lucifer isn't what you're imagining when you say the devil in a movie or you think of Viggo and it's just it, it's it's so well done and nuanced plus Christopher Walken's just having a ball yeah <laughs> tooting his horn yeah no it's it is a it's an interesting weird oddity that people forget that just like it's every one of your favorite character actors in a cool horror film about Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. There we go. Now, we're going to go ahead. Our second film, we're still staying PG rated, mm-hmm. which is wonderful that there are a lot of, you know, films out there for kids that you can introduce them to Satan, the devil. And we're going to go ahead and start with something that was made for kids. A little PSA called Blood Flows Red on the Highway. Alice's Adventures Through the Windshield Glass. <laughs> All of those lovely little, uh, if you do not pay attention, you will die, scare films that they showed you in high school. The Decapitation of Larry Leadfoot. <laughs> and then we have the trailers for Maximum Overdrive, which... So you can make love like a hero. He's going to scare the hell out of you. And ah. very specifically, the teaser trailer for Christine, because it ends with one of my favorite lines, Body by Plymouth... Soul by Satan. And we are going to be revving up for 1977's The Car. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you throw in anything with cars and Satan, it kind of goes hand in hand. Papa Thanos. <laughs> well, I actually, I've been hyping this movie. If I've That trailer has been shown, multi, was shown last year's Nerdoween. This movie is great. This movie is just great. Well, and I admit, I only watched it. For the first time this year. Same. And this movie blew my mind how good it was. It's so much fun. Um, Adrian, what is your experience behind the wheel with the car? I haven't seen the car in probably a decade or two. And it was one of those films that I stumbled upon uh, when I was going to to film school. And as in literally <laughs> at film school, because the school that I was going to had a, a vast library where you could check out basically anything you wanted, but you had to watch it in, in, in the, the film library. And so I was just going down a list, and it was a point where I was like, I got to see every horror movie we we had there. And so I saw The Car was on there and Tetsuo Iron Man. So it had the weirdest <laughs> double feature of Twisted, Twisted Metal. <laughs> that is such an Adrian double feature. That is a wonderful double feature. <laughs> Well, and what I didn't realize was how much fun the film is, but also how mean it is for PG rating. You, you, <laughs> cat poo! Cat poo is another rallying cry for the ages. And I will say, not spoiling anything, but the ending of that movie is bug nuts. Yes, it is. I, I cheered aloud by myself in my basement the first time watching it at the very end of that. 70s movies endings are nuts. They didn't even nuts. go fuck in the 70s and it's also beautifully shot and contains podcast fave ronnie cox mm-hmm. yeah can't go wrong i, I think one of the things that's special Cold about Hagen. you know what 70s horror movies or, or just 70 movies in general is because they wanted to be talked about and and word of mouth because nowadays when you think about these movies that that people are are going back and rediscovering when you have vinegar syndrome when you have blue underground when you have arrow and you have all these different companies that are pushing out the films <laughs> Uh, that are finding a new voice is that 
you didn't have communication the way you did nowadays. And so you had to have movies that had crazy endings or crazy gut punches so that when people walked out, they were talking about it. So people who hadn't seen the movie were like, what are you talking about? And then you literally go and you spread everything word of mouth saying, you have to see this movie. 95% of it sucked, but the last 10 it's... minutes of the film, so good. Well, hell, the the end of Race with the Devil. Yeah. And yeah. so suddenly, and just like, oh, damn, that's... That's where we're done. That's, that's what happened. Okay, yeah. uh, cool. Adrian, your third film <laughs> to summon Satan. Well, again, just because of the order that these things went down, we're, we're actually going with another film that that would be on the majority of people's list when you've got this topic, and I'm I'm fine with that. But but knowing the way that you guys are setting this up, I, I want to <laughs> do what you guys do and do the trailers, and then let you know the movie. So the two trailers that I'm doing are Johnny Handsome. And analyze that. Because, of course, the film we're doing is Angel Heart. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Uh, oh. Now, <laughs> do we have to go through a beaded curtain to watch this uh, screening here, Adrian? Uh, basically, yeah. You're going, you're going to need to for, for safety. I think the, the beads are there both as a warning and then, like, a last moment of once you pass this point, yeah. all is not safe. I bet and I'll hope you enter the beaded curtain. (laughs) When you talk about films that that have a performance, regardless of if it's the most well-known actor or somebody who's just getting their start, that you have a small amount of screen time that kind of takes over the whole film and becomes a life of its own. That's definitely Robert De Niro in this film, because (laughs) while he is on the cover box, he has all the pictures. It's very much an uh, Anthony Hopkins and, the first silence of the lambs where he's only got this little bit of screen time, but every time he's on there is so great. And anytime people are like, Oh, Mickey Rourke's still getting work, but he doesn't seem like that great of an actor. It's like, well, first of all, you're not watching the, the right movies. He's still doing good stuff. I saw a movie that wasn't so great a couple weeks ago that I'm like, Mickey Rourke is the best thing in this movie because he's a consummate actor who knows what film he's currently in. But Angel Heart is the film that would have them all watch because he is just so good in the film and it's so well done. It's got a story that you don't really want to read a lot about the plot because people are probably going to try to spoil you, but (laughs) it's a great, great Southern whodunit and it's just, it's so well acted. Uh, This is a movie that I know would, would probably creep Greg out a little bit because of how much sweat is in the film. It is a hot, sweaty movie. Yes, it, is. it is a very hot, sweaty, like swampy movie. Well, and it's also the movie that had so much controversy when it was released. Lisa Bonet. And it's so funny now to look back. It's so tame in modern eyes for the most part. But yeah. back was this 86? You can't have a 587? Co- okay, yeah, it's... That was, I mean, it was scandalous. You can't have a Cosby kid yeah. showing their boobs. Everybody on Bill on the Cosby show is all about morals and nothing. <laughs> no scandal needs to happen. Oh, what tells time does tell. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my goodness. Also, it was, it was Alan Parker, so you kind of had to expect with a filmmaker like that that you're going to get something different. I mean, we're talking about somebody who, who does Bugsy Malone and Pink Floyd's The Wall. So it's not going to be just your standard normal fare. Well, that and also the one thing that always remains with me to this day is uh, De Niro devouring the egg 
and just oh God. yeah it's the, the fingernails yeah the oh, fingernails. oh it's the texture just so much of that that's the stuff that remains even beyond again the naughtiness of lisa bonet drenched in a something straight out of slayer when it's raining blood on her it's so it's those are the images that remain i need to revisit that it's been probably since i watched it on hbo with my head over my shoulder waiting to make, make sure my folks didn't walk in on me <laughs> Yeah, I need to recatch that one too. No, that's a that's a really good one. That's a really good one. <clears throat> okay, um, next one we are going with the trailers. <laughs> we're going with an interesting one. I and I we're going with the documentary. Is what we're going with. <laughs> ha, ha! We're going with the trailers for Arachnophobia. Uh huh. And Boxing Helena. <laughs> we're going to travel through time with the son of Satan with an actual real life warlock, <laughs> Julian Sands warlock. Don't say such things. Genius McGee. I'm waiting for him. Very good. Very bad. And he throws like salt in my face or some shit like that. I'm telling you, he's a fucking warlock in real life. There is no other explanation for Julian Sands other than he is truly the son of Satan. And for being an 80s cheese fest, this movie is so much fun. I hosted a screening last uh, October, and there were maybe seven people in attendance and people that genuinely loved Warlock. And it was a film I always viewed a lot on USA. But honestly, to this day, the things that stick with me are genius. If we did get engaged with Julian Sands... I can guarantee you right now with a hammer and nails. She's right in the shadow. I'll keep them in place. Her, yeah. That's right. The lore that it builds. It worked, the the grimoire. It, it worked very well. It seemed almost like it knew it was going to be a franchise, so we need to set up all these rules now. <laughs> you know? And it, it worked out very well, and it played off. Now, the rest of the franchise kind of went off in its own thing, and then it turned into Chris Angel. N- not that Chris Angel, though. I was mistaken. It was an illusion. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I will say it's so fun to look back Dang on. <laughs> oh, that's frightening. Um, the fact that it's uh, is it uh, uh, Ron? G- no, not Ron Gant. Um, the guy chasing the warlock. Mm-hmm. He's a famous actor. He was just oh my god. Tra- oh, I probably just killed your sound, genius. No, I'm you're sorry. fine. Okay, uh, talk about the warlock because I got to go to the IMDb for this. <laughs> to the IMDb, well, we'll cast a spell enchantment to make sure we know what the name of the guy in the warlock is no um the things in this movie yeah some of the special effects didn't hold up and they weren't like super super back in the day but it was also really cool to see like the transitions of them and some of the mixing of the practical and the um cgi richard you got it too richard e grant and laurie singer mary warrenov richard e grant that's right yeah it's it's so good. That's it's right. So good. Now, that's right. Adrian, what was your what was your experience with the Warlock? It's, Warlock is a weird movie. <laughs> I, I I don't mean that in a bad way because it, it well no it, it hits that sweet spot of the of nineteen eighty nine um like late eighties early nineties mm-hmm. that uh, on horrorversary we talk about a lot of time when you have a movie that's at the end or start of a new decade it's both a mix of where people think horror is going to go and where it's coming from. So 89 and 90 is this, this point where everybody's just trying everything and anything. And they know that even if they get some type of return, that you've got the home video market that's going to be out there. So they're 
is a layer of would you what type of cheese would you say <laughs> runs through warlock it's not goofy cheese but it's almost it like high class cheese but it's also cheese that's available it's brie well it's like not it's not necessarily like ooh, it has that air of sophistication on it yet you can get it at walmart well also so, so it's it's brie that's been let it's like sat out for a day like it's kind of starting to melt on its own the it brie that's kind of gone bad because you remember when a warlock is in vicinity the milk, the milk goes, goes bad the milk goes bad oh, <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had four more talons <laughs> jesus so adrian what are you going to be following up angel heart with uh, angel heart i am uh I'm following up with The Favorite, a movie that any time it plays in the theater, I want to see it because I think it needs to be viewed on the big screen for certain sequences, as well as getting to see it with people who've never ne- or who have never possibly seen it before. So the trailers for this film are going to be The Fog, <laughs> and then going back to the well with this series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, because we're going to be showing... Prince of Darkness. Oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful. But, that... Because I, it's it, it, the Prince of Darkness for a long time, and I think we're finally at that point that people are coming around Absolutely. on it, and they're moving it higher up. Like it's always been a movie that people have liked in Carpenter's, you know, pantheon of films. But for a, a long period of time, it was slightly down a mm-hmm. little bit more, and people were like, "Yeah, I like it," but they don't really talk about it. They don't really revisit it. And it's become a staple every October for me just yeah. because the, the movie works on a whole bunch of different levels. It's lots of fun. <laughs> it's some getting deep in, in the nitty-gritty with some ideas that you don't really think Carpenter is going to be like, let's let's go whole hog into this. And, of course, you've got the giant canister of primordial evil mm-hmm. ooze swirling, and it's green, and it, it just wants to destroy you while also – once again, the way your guys' video looks is it, it looks like, you know, it's oh, video from, from the future. <laughs> We're coming to you from 1999. You don't even this joke about that. This is not a dream. Yeah. Oh, no. See, your art now. The hairs on my arm has gone up again. <laughs> I'm just sitting there in a bathrobe in front of a church. Hey! No, um, we had, we had the chance to uh, host a screening of this about, about a week ago. Yes. And <laughs> I would say maybe about three quarters of the audience saw or what was watching this for the very first time. And the majority of everybody just like, oh, that movie was so good. I think people are, like you said, they're coming around because they're getting it. I don't think people were so 100% ready for John Carpenter's take on science plus religion, you know. <laughs> but yet now, I think with with the world being topsy-turvy, I think or anything is possible. And, like, I think this is a full effect on it because people are just now, like you said, they're coming along to Carpenter. It's one of those, like, Van Gogh situations. <laughs> and, again, Prince of Darkness is, is probably one of his least seen and least talked about in his horror catalog. I think Starman might be his absolute least. That are memoirs. But um, for horror... No, it's... And, it's also, and it deserves to be up there. It's got one of my favorite scores of his as well that just is so sustained and scary and dangerous. Yeah, it's just so good. So good. Mm-hmm. And seeing it on the big screen, it makes a difference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was his first time working not with Dean Cundy. It was, um, oh, Kip. Yeah, again, I got to go to the MDB on that one. But he's, he changed cinematographers. But the movies still feel like Carpenter. Absolutely. It, it does. And I know that there's some people for a long period of time uh, weren't the biggest fans because of the fact that, that it's it's so wordy 
compared to lots of the others. That there's lots of long discussions that you don't necessarily have giant big action beats or, or giant jump scares all around the corner. But I, I think by taking that time and, and delving into both the mythos of the world as well as him getting in and, you know, expounding some, some ideas, you know, for some deep thoughts that people might not normally put with Carpenter <laughs> really works in its strength. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agreed. And it was shot by Gary Kibbe. There you go. Oh, Gary nice. Kibbe. <laughs> now that's fantastic pick. Fantastic. Fantastic pick. Now, our fourth film is totally for one Genius McGee. Mm-hmm. Everything about this one. No, it's for Ari Aster. <laughs> we're starting oh, with the trailer for Scream 4. Uh, we're following it with the trailer for Hereditary because we are going to be embracing the Dark Lord Satan with Osgood Perkins, the Black Coat's daughter. Significantly better than Hereditary. I'm telling you, I say I'm on record. I said it before and I'll say it again. Osgood Perkins is the director that Ari Aster wants to be. I've said it. But, meaning like this movie is a wonderful take on the whole, is the Satanistic aspect of it. It's surreal, sublime, it's beautiful, it's haunting. Oh. And the ending of it is just such an emotional gut punch. I love this movie. I had a chance to witness this movie for a film club, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love. This was like way before... Uh, anything else, and I, I saw Ari Aster or Osgood Perkins or anything, and I'm like, this Osgood Perkins is a guy that I need to watch. In fact, whenever I see an Osgood Perkins movie, like that, I loved Gretel, Gretel and Hansel. Hansel. I thought Gretel and Hansel was fantastic, but I thought this was a great version of the devil because it's not what you think it's going to be, and that's what I liked about it. And also, I thought it would be a nice change from the cheesiness and the kind of the action beat of Warlock. Then we just got back from Warlock to, to go something, something a bit more sublime. Slow it down a little. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this is one that it stayed with me for weeks after. And it's the performances. And it's also the fact that what do you do when you serve something that's not there? Yeah. And oh, just the emptiness, the loneliness, the isolation, the coldness. It's, it's a cold movie. Truly a cold film, and it's kind of fun to be able to... Because to, you think of the devil, you think of Satan. You think of hot and heat. But this one, no. No, no very cold. Not at all. It's uh, like it's like there's Toros in the hellosphere. <laughs> Adrian, your thoughts on Black Coat's Daughter? Oh, you didn't lose me there. I just had to, to take a moment to, to choose my words. I, I think... It, it's a good film. I'm I'm just not, unfortunately, as gaga as everyone else is is for it. Completely understood. That's fair. Oh That's no, fair. yeah, dude, you know what oh, podcast oh, you're on. You're good. Oh no, no, no. I do. I don't mean you guys necessarily. Oh, like, oh, it, yeah. It's it, it's a film that I at times feel bad uh, for not being in on like how fervent oh. it is. Like, th- there's there's certain movies when everybody are are so crazy for it that you have a moment that you're like. I feel bad because I, I want to be in this group, but I'm not completely connecting um, oh, the way I don't know that anything most about that. are. You, you, you know the, the way that Genius McGee feels about 90% of movies? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, that was good. That was not good. 90%, <laughs> 60% maybe. Uh, no, that's totally fair. And again, I it's definitely not going to be for everyone. Um, yeah. Now, I don't want to ruin anything, but Uh-oh. I also have a guess on one of those other films that people dig and you want to be in, you want to see the, the allure, but I also don't want to potentially kill your list. So I'm, we're going to do this off mic afterwards. Okay. 
Because okay. if that's, that's the case, that's I might be in your camp too, though, Adrian. I mean, I like, like, oh yeah, <laughs> I've never been questioned somebody's height before. But I think if the movie that he's thinking of that you are on that fence of, I think I'm in Team Adrian camp on that. Okay. Well, we 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 still have quite a bit of the list. We still got to go a while to go. We got a while to go. Okay, so uh, yeah. fifth film in your Satan marathon there. Yeah, I want to say since we're where we are in this that I'm really liking the fact that we haven't really had crossover. No. Because I going in, I expected. I, I was like, I want to choose mm-hmm. some of these films that we don't get to talk about. And then you guys are going, you're zigging where I thought you were going to zag, so it's great. <laughs> and that's why I think this next one is going to come as a surprise to you guys. So the trailers that we're going for are uh, The Witchfinder General Ooh. and The Curse of the Werewolf. Oh, you're getting me in that spot there. Are we going? And, the, and, the, and that's because we're going with The Devil Rides Out. Yes. And, and that's because I, I feel like for a film like this, you definitely – Hammer is one of those uh, film companies and series of films that people know the name of, but not enough people have seen a lot that's in there. Mm-hmm. And so any chance that you have to go and see something like that – and you know the, the Devil Writes Out, I think, is one of those movies that you'd, you'd be able to get a lot of people um, to, to come around and see it. It's not – maybe what they're expecting, but it's exceptionally well done. It's written by Richard Matheson. It's starring Christopher Lee. It's got Terrence Fisher as the director. And, and that's a big thing. That's why I mentioned the, the curse of the mm-hmm. werewolf, because I know that gray got to mm-hmm. see curse of the werewolf through a, a showing that I did at, uh, at terror Tuesday a while ago. And, and the guy is a fantastic director that j- just completely, you know, needs his, his due. And this film is excellent. I don't want to talk about it too much uh, because that, that's kind of the power of horror is going in mostly blind, kind of knowing the mm-hmm. director, what period it's in. So it, it's a movie that was made in 1968. So again, you know, towards the end of a decade when you have this shift getting ready to come in horror. And it's it's really, really well done. And if you've never heard of The Devil Rides Out, definitely check it out. I've seen that. <laughs> no, and that's yeah. I've got a huge. This is going to sound horrible, but a huge hammer gap. You got a huge uh, hammer hole. Yeah, uh, it's. I know of <laughs> so many of the films, and that they were kind of the the more naughty Universal monsters, basically. More ribald, and they're very British. But that's just it as well. There, you felt smarter when you were approaching them. But it's also got some pretty famous imagery, if I correct as well, just in terms of their dealings with the devil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you see the devil in this movie, it's an image that gets just lodged in your brain. It was interesting that you mentioned how most people view horror or hammer horror films because this one's kind of different. It doesn't have those. It's not so overt when it comes to the violent content or or you know the the sexuality to it, and that it's it's much more serious in tone, and like that's what's so interesting about it. But that's what I think was so great about the director. And, and then plus, like I said, Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's actually a nice playoff of Prince of Darkness there. Uh, now, Genius, our fifth film. Well, you just complimented how you zigged and we didn't zag and all that kind of stuff. So when we're going to flip that on the side and we're going to go for some low-hanging fruit. You can't talk <laughs> about the devil without, some, without this movie where our trailers are going to be Top Gun and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You wouldn't have a proper devil marathon without the quintessential depiction of the devil with legend. 
which again that I it's been a spell. I'm not gonna lie since I've watched that film. But that is a great but, movie, Devil. You when you think of Satan, you automatically think of Tim Curry's Legend. And again, whether or not you've seen the film. <laughs> It's a classic. I've seen that because of the visage mm-hmm. of the devil. And when you have Tim Curry as your devil, are you kidding me? Right. And it's going to be shot by Tony Scott. Are you kidding me? That's next level. And I can't remember how much devil action we get in Legend because it has been a while since I've seen it. I do have to imagine, though, that it's going to go along the side of like De Niro in Angel Heart, um, where it's probably not a lot. But we remember every single bit of it. And I remember liking Tom Cruise's performance in it, but it's probably been Tim 20 Curry, plus years. Tim Curry always will and always has been the best thing in every movie he's in. That goes without saying. But but yeah, it's again, after The Black Coat's Daughter, I think we go from a maybe devil to a literal devil. But your thoughts, my friend, on Legend, or are you best <laughs> off silent on this one? No, no, no. I, I, Legend is one of those striking movies that, that definitely grows over time. The only problem that I'm having is that I can't say a ton because I'm realizing, man, Legend is a movie that I need to go back and watch, mm-hmm. and I need to watch twice because, of course, you have the big controversy on whether it's the, the theatrical or the director's cut. That's the, the better version. And, of course, it's one of the weird ones where you've got two completely different scores to go along with the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tangerine Dream did one of them, isn't that? And and Jerry Goldsmith, oh I my think, goodness. did the, the other, other one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's doing... I, I I, I'll, I'll double-check that to make sure, <laughs> but I know that like it, it's, it makes a difference in it. But it's people love the film, and that's why you have such a big fight on which one people like more. So it's, 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 it's such a visual treat. Yeah, it's Tony Scott, so you can't deal with him dealing with the devil. And the, the fact that then a year later he would go on to do Top Gun. So he's he's dabbled in vampirism, fantasy, and the uh, the, AR, the Air Force. And the Navy. Now we just need Tim Curry as a vampire devil flying an F-14 and we got it. Oh, man, that's the, <laughs> the devil zone. It was Jerry Goldsmith. Of course it was. Jerry Goldsmith and his beautiful ponytail, man. Mm-hmm. That guy is so good. Okay, we are going to be halfway through the marathon. Adrian, what's All our right. halvesies here? Marathons at this point are kind of like <laughs> roller coasters, and you definitely want to make sure that you're that you're going with the ups and downs that people are going to feel as they're starting to to get in the dregs of this. And they're like, we're at the halfway point. Do I take a nap now? Do I stay awake? <laughs> Do I leave and come back? What do I do? So you got to hit them with a movie that's more recent and that is really, really weird but might not necessarily be the greatest thing in the world. So the the trailers we're going with is Saw and then Terrified. Mm, The devil's... And that's... Yeah, that's because the movie that we're going with is Belzebuth. Oh... Which, which is a new one. I, I know that it's on Shudder, or hopefully it's still on Shudder. It was a film that I saw last year at the Cinepocalypse uh, Film Festival. And it is a weird, tonally all over the place, but wonderfully mean film. Because uh, this is a movie that you start off in the first five minutes with, I think, the murder of 10 to 15 infants. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah, well, because there's there's somebody who's possessed who is a nurse and just goes ham in a new birth ward. Jesus. And the film just goes off the rails. Like that's the there's if you've got you, you know if you've got problems with children being murdered, this is not going to be your film. But that's also what informs the the main character, who's a police officer, who ends up going on this wild journey and halfway through the film you have tobin bell show up as this crazy demon hunter slash excommunicated priest who ends up saying oh yeah this movie isn't exactly what you thought it was about and now we're going to take it in a completely different uh, direction and a trying to stop the apocalypse film whoa okay now let me ask how did people respond in the audience to the child killing it was there. There was audible gasps at the beginning, and this is a movie that when when they played it, when I saw it at the festival, was at like one p.m. Oh wow! So you're 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 wide awake, and you're like, oh, I'm really seeing this. This isn't my brain playing anything. Something, and like I said, it's all over the place. It's people are going to have problems with it. I'll say the movie has problems, but you're like, wow, this movie's going for it, and I'm in because I literally have no idea where this film is going. Hmm. It's just completely and utterly insane and just when you think you have a like a grab on where the film is going to go it's like no we're going in this other direction that you didn't even think was possible i'm all for that yeah i know that sounds wild i know i was and you i'm hoping it is still is on shutter i'm excited beelzebuth beelzebuth i'm all for it okay well adrian like you we realized uh halfway through sixth film in you are going to have some people and that might be dragging. And you know what? I want us to all for the spell to work, to truly summon Satan. We got to keep everyone up and through. So why not throw something just like pure adrenaline, a little bit more actiony and someone who's ageless. Yes. So we're going to start with the trailer for Fargo and then following up with John wick two, because we are going to be battling Satan and all sorts of weird things, accents, what have you cigarettes with Constantine. Which this one is technically all genius because I have not seen it since I did see it in the theater. Constantine's the shit, dude. Constantine is the shit. Constantine is wild. It's got cool imagery. It's got a very interesting mythos, even though this is vastly different from the source material. Certainly. But Peter Stamari is one of an awesome, awesome devil. Just his interpretation of it and just the... Just how he slithers on screen. You can't be Peter Stamari. Agreed. And that's the one thing I completely remember of the film. That and, of course... Um, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, well, everyone loves a little Shia there. <laughs> um, but it's, You were thinking about a little bit of glycerine, weren't you? Ah, yeah! <laughs> I'll give you credit. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And Tilda. Actually, and, yeah, well, of course, Tilda. Tilda is so good in that. But it's you forget all of these folks that are in the film Mm -hmm. that are populating what could easily be a very silly comic book film, but turns out to be a fun, just really cool actioneer. Demon action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adrian, what did you do with Constantine? See, Constantine's a a movie that I had to revisit. When I saw it in the theater, um, I had a lot of anger towards Shia LaBeouf that I didn't know was going to completely overpower that my happens. experience of watching yeah, the, the movie. So I was like, well, I mean, there's some cool parts. Yeah, it's got some cool effects, uh, but this is a little bit goofy and the Shia just keeps on showing up. And then years <laughs> later, I revisited 
revisited it and kind of was able to, you know, accept it more and be like, okay, this movie is goofy, but it knows it's goofy and it's just, it just wants to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's what we thought we would inject a little action. Yeah. And yeah. it's very rare sometimes to find action films with Satan. Like he, he lends himself, the Dark Lord lends himself easily to horror. But not so much action. Not so much. So uh, what are you going to be following up? Well, And also Keanu in reference yes. to the source material. I still love him, obviously. And, and he's Keanu Reeves. He's Keanu Reeves. Plus Rachel Wise as well. I always forget that she, again, so many people in that movie, in that movie. Crazy. Now, what are you following up the B word with there, Adrian? Oh, it's, it's the one that I struggled with on, on, on putting in, in the series. Cause it's a film that I haven't seen in a while. And that someday, maybe someday if we are lucky, we will get to see the full uncut version of this film. But you just woke everybody up with the last film. Now you need, you can go somewhere weird and you can get people's attention because you've already got them off balance. So we're going to have the trailers for The Who's Tommy Uh-oh. and Caligula Uh-oh. because we're going to be showing Ken Russell's The Devils. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're trapped. It's that's that's move that's movie seven, dude. That's like that's where like either they're gonna t- they've already tapped out or they're in it for the long run, dude. That's that's diabolical to put the devils in number seven, dude. That's. <laughs> but it, but it it had to be done, you know. Even if we don't have the director's cut of that film, the way that film exists you now, don't need it's. It's 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 another movie that has grown in estimation and and esteem over the years because of course we're we're talking about another seventies movie seventy one to be exact that people weren't sure entirely what to do with if we're being completely honest there's lots of people who don't know what to do with the film nowadays but it's it's a film that I think it's in my opinion I think it's it's Ken Russell's best film and it's the most him out there as a filmmaker because he's completely going for it with this movie. You've got Oliver Reed, you've got Vanessa Redgrave. And so you're thinking that something's going to be a bit classier, but, but and it is, it is in a way with the classy. way it's shot and everything, it fits that, but boy, does it go places. Puts the ass in class. <laughs> don't, don't make a habit out of it, guys. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, it's it's also so notorious. Uh, but like you said, the imagery is what sticks with you. And in 2020, there are so many films that we revisit now that were, like you said, scandalous then, scandalous now, but can read so differently uh, in the cultures and how they play. So that's one that, oh man, that's such a tonal shift. I love that. I love that. And honestly, I wrote that down. <laughs> It had to be done. I mean, can you... Okay, we were talking about Vinegar Syndrome. We were talking about Arrow and everything recently. Could you imagine with the films that we're already getting, these amazing restorations, that sometimes, sometime within the next five years, having a 4K disc of The Devils? Well, now, some things aren't meant to be seen that clearly, I believe. <laughs> Honestly, though, no, I it, we'll, we'll get to that point. We'll get to we that point. We have the technology. Yeah. Dude, the $6 million but, Blu-ray. But then it's, again, a matter of, like, man playing nature. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not a question of we can. Yeah. 
We should. <laughs> well, we should move on to our seventh film, Genius. Okay. <laughs> Since we were rolling around with Constantine and it's the Satan, we're going to stick with Keanu because Keanu is awesome and it's going to give the, the marathon the boost of just what we need. So we are going to start off with our trailers for Angel Heart and then Hoo-Ah, Scent of a Woman. We're going to show The Devil's Advocate. This is our kind of take on your the devils adrian <laughs> but in a really misguided way um i should say my apologies again because the devil himself shows up in this film not al pacino but this is the second appearance of one jeffrey jones and i have myself to blame because there were certain movies on our list that i was like there which ones have to be shown and we put them together and this is one that has to be shown for me because this movie is such plays on such level of camp weird horror and again, it has all of your favorite character actors in it. And and listen, being, being diddly. Oh, it is such a dirty, naughty film. There is there's there is sister diddling there. I mean, it it and it also it goes full house Lannister. You could potentially make this one of those people reacting kind of films because, you know, me, I'm all about, you know, silence reactions. But this to me could potentially play like a Veronica where it just be everything becomes funny because it is so camp and it's Al Pacino who ha in his way down to hell eating the scenery not just chewing it up but eating and digesting it and oh. shitting it out and then Keanu's accent which listen listen I am I love him he actually goes for the accent for the most part and I actually I I like him for it but it just adds to the camp factor it's just one of those films that the only knock on it, it's two hours. You know, I usually like 90, 90 minutes, you know, or 90 minutes. But, but for me, the finale, the way everything works out, it just, you can't go wrong. Plus, Jeffrey Jones does get beaten down. <laughs> Cinematic karma. Here we go. <laughs> oh, the devil's advocate. Now, with that, I, I assume that's probably not going to show up on your, your, your marathon, is it there, Adrian? No, sad, sadly, sadly, it's not. I mean, it's, it's a film that I definitely think deserves to be on the marathon. And if you were a, a crazy person and you didn't have it on your marathon, then you could pull the trick of constantly showing clips of it between your trailers yes. before the movie started throughout to be like, we're not showing the devil's advocate, but we're going to show you all the best parts of the devil's advocate. That's why I would totally have you program our marathon. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, the, <laughs> what are you following? The devil's way. Yeah. How, what's the palate cleanser there, Adrian? Oh, we're going, we're going. <laughs> Fantasia. It's it's, 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 it's not. Oh, Oh, Jay. Oh, Jay. <laughs> It's it's not a palate cleanser at all, oh, no. and that's because oh, no. the two two trailers that we have that are going up for it is uh, um, Abby, oh no, and the Manitou, oh 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 no, and it's a film that will teach you that there's some viscous liquids you should not drink, and that's beyond the door. That is on my shutter list of films to watch for the first time because I have heard of the film. I know of the film. Adrian, uh, guide us through Beyond the Door. Beyond the Door is in that long list of uh, uh, Exorcist ripoff yep. films. And, of course, it's one of, you know, it's got that great 
Italian feel to it. It, it just does everything to the extreme. Okay. And it is so over the top. And the moment that, that I've mentioned is that there is a child who is drinking pea soup through a straw oh. in the film. Wow. That is, it's wow. like, if you go online, uh, once again, it's on Shutter. It was put out in an amazing um, two-disc set from Arrow that is completely sold out everywhere yeah. now. Like, if you go online and you try to get it, you can only get it, like, on eBay or, or anywhere else for, like, upwards of $100. Ah. Uh, just because of, of what a fervent outcry there was for this movie. And this is a movie like other movies we've mentioned on this list, whether it be Warlock or, or other things that spawned um, sequels. But they're not sequels. That they're, they're name in only. But this is another film that, that comes out at that time where that word of mouth is so big that other people wanted to have their, their – to be sold in America would have – beyond the door two or three just to cash in on that because of what a movement this movie is. And of course, this is one of the the films that I want to make sure that I'm getting it completely right. But this is one of the films that because of how much it was, um, what's it called? Um, it, it was a ripoff of exorcist got it in trouble mm-hmm. because of that. But it is, it, it is, it is a crazy movie. Um, it's, it's, it's got lots of. Um, I'm trying to think of like the nice way way to put it because it's it's over the top, but not all of it's like gratuitous in a, in a bad way. Like there's character actors that are definitely super melodramatic. There are effects <laughs> that are there to make you as squeamish as possible. It it has everything you would want um, in these type of movies. And, and I think what's interesting about it when everybody talks about you know the the Exorcist ripoffs is when people go and watch the Exorcist, they're like, oh. It's not as crazy mm-hmm. as I thought it was. They, they've got lots of slower moments, and that's what's interesting about all the ripoffs. Is all the ripoffs are, are going and trying to hit, like you were mentioned, that that ninety minutes. You know, the, usually the majority of the ripoffs are between like eighty-two to ninety-seven minutes, and so they're mm-hmm. more condensed, but they're doing crazier things. So it feels like an assault the whole time. And Beyond the Door definitely feels like an assault. But my God, at this point, when people are thinking they're going to to slowly be going down, it's more so it's not like they're going, you know, down to a relaxing point, you know, on the roller coaster. It's they're rocketing back. It's taking them backwards up that hill. They have no idea what's coming. Well, I'm ex- you've now completely sold me on it. It right? is on my list on Shutter, So I will be watching that within the next few days. So. Let's leave that one then because I don't want anything spoiled for me. Um, now, that being said, that's going to lead us to our eighth film. And we're starting with the trailers for Tales of Halloween and Rosemary's Baby. And we're going oh, no. to, uh, yes, we're, we're going back a, to episode five. Episode one, my episode friend. Episode one, that's right. Yeah, we're going to make our way into Hollywood. Uh, we're worshiping Satan through starry eyes. You want to be a star, don't you? And I, 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 will, I will say before you jump into it. This is one that I definitely wanted to be on my list, but I said there's absolutely no way in hell that Greg and Jay are not going to have it on their list. <laughs> well, and it's like I said, you know, if you go back, we've done 250 plus episodes at this point, and if you go back to the very first one, 
I don't know if you need to, because I'm not saying it's not polished by any means. But, We're a little bit rougher around the edges. But it was the very first film we wanted to start with, because we wanted to start with something that was new at the time, mm-hmm. and something that preyed upon all these classic tropes, and bottom line, it was a good movie. It was a great movie. The score is amazing. Alex Esso's performance is next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to see the work she did also in Doctor Sleep. Talk about next level. Yeah. Crazy mimicry there. Over. But very much a Cronenberg movie, but also one that is at the, you find the out. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's a, a Satan It's movie. all about worshiping Satan. Yeah. What you do to make it in Hollywood. It is a favorite, perennial perennial favorite, one of our, and again, mm-hmm. goes back to where we started from, so to speak. It was one of those that had to be on the list. That was one on the list there. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, Adrian, go right ahead. I, I like it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's really well done, but it is also an uncomfortable film. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's it's a it's a movie that because of how well done it is, how well acted it is, how well executed everything is, you're like, yeah, it's a good movie. But it's a hard movie to be like, oh, man, I love Starry Eyes because then you stop for a second. And you're like, wait, well, Ooh. with the context <laughs> and the things that are happening in the movie saying I really like this movie isn't the best thing in the world. And mm-hmm. but I think that that also shows the power of the movie that, that you're like, I don't feel completely comfortable saying that I love this movie given what goes on in it. It's not like the golden glove, like the golden glove. That's a good movie. It's not a good movie. There are movies that, yeah, you could, well, and quite honestly, it, it, I always had movies I had to prepare myself for. Uh, the Texas chainsaw massacre was one of those maniac was one of those. But it sounds was. like, yeah, yeah, but it sounds like that's one of those films that could potentially be one as well, where you just have to be in the right mood for it or just to kind of gear up for it. But like you said, it does speak to the power of the movie itself, mm-hmm. which is always, always good. Now, that being said, <laughs> we're, I'm curious at this point. This is a roller coaster. Where are we going with film number nine, Adrian? Okay, number nine, we are, we are going... Uh, since the Beyond the Door was was years ago, we we want to go to something that's more recent. Even though by more recent, I mean a film that was made a decade ago. <laughs> um, we are going with the trailers for Black Christmas mm-hmm. and Your Next. Oh, oh, I know where we're. And that's because we're we're showing. And I've got I I, I I'm not sure if it's showing up on your list, but I had a, a feeling, but I still wanted to go with it with House of the Devil. Okay. Listen, it's so funny. Go ahead, parlay. I've got a little <laughs> little side note there. Well, I mean, House House of the Devil. I know that everyone's not. I really like it. I think it's really well done. I, I know that people have issues with certain films that, when they're trying to ape an aesthetic, um, it, it can get in the way of how they feel about everything else in the movie. And when you put that on top of a slow burn, you're kind of doubling down. I think when it comes to when it was made, it was early on in the films that are saying we want to recapture that that 70s and 80s feel completely down to everything we have uh, in the film. And But I think the way it uses that and that it incorporates it into the slow burn works. And so I, I think it's it's kind of the other side of the coin with the Black Coat's Daughter uh, that, that you mentioned that I, I can see people being like, I love mm-hmm. House of the Devil, but then not liking that and vice versa. Um, but I, I really like what's what's done with the movie, with the care that it has. I think it's got great cinematography, too. I am a I love this film because it's become kind of a, a, a warm blanket for me. But 
I wrote down, I honestly thought initially, you talked about one of those films that everyone doesn't like and you're on that. I thought it was this one. Actually, I wrote it down. I was like, I wonder if it's House of the Devil. Uh, genius. No, I, 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 I love House of the Devil. Before everything was was going going down when, when theaters were shutting because of, you know, uh, the coronavirus, it was a film that I was working in the process of trying to get to be shown, um, for a terror Tuesday. Oh man. See, I'm, um, yeah. yeah about house of the devil. That... Oh yeah. You, you feel like it's a movie that comes at night. Yes, it does actually. No, but I will give you this. I will give you this. It doesn't come at night because here's the thing. Upon second chance viewing of House of the Devil, I found it significantly better. It doesn't bring up ire in me like some movies do. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it was okay. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a decent movie, but for me, it seemed too much style over substance and not enough like meat at the heart of it. But, you know, that's me. I mean, like, I, I, I like a little bit more like pizzazz with my slow burns i guess i don't know no that it totally works i enjoy it because of the pace of it it's just so methodical and talking of character actors it's populated with old and new which is great because when you're a genre fan you go oh do you see these these kids mixing it up with the veterans and what have you it's it's a nice cross section. It did have a great sense of style. It it really really hit that old school eighties feel, and for that, it, it, kudos. Yeah. Well, one thing does lead to another, which leads us to our ninth pick here. And genius, what do we got in store? We also decided to go contemporary ish. Now that <laughs> yeah. uh, now that everything's said and done, we want to mix a little bit of heavy metal with our horror. So we are doing the trailers for bliss <laughs> and we are the disintegration of the what no the the decline, the decline of, of western West civilization part two the metal years mm -hmm. and we are showing the devil's candy Ooh. had we not gone and given a heavy metal horror film in this marathon i would have my metal merits removed i right. would be on double secret probation because so far we've been very metal free in yes. our um, Satan, yeah, and low iron diet. Well, in between Sean Burns, um, the loved ones, and the Devil's Candy, it was just such a one-two gut punch. And also, technically, this is another film that's not a feel-good film. No, uh, but is super metal. And, and has, for the pre-show, we're gonna have Ethan Soupley talking about schooners and sailboats. It. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, I thoughts on Devil's Candy, there, Adrian. I I like it. I like it. I, you we were just talking about um, the length of movies. Eighty minutes. Yep. Eighty minutes. Yep. Yeah, is how long this film is with credits, and it it starts, and you're not sure exactly where it's going, and then it just takes off. And I mean, it's a film that you have to mention, and I think. I, I love Sean Byrne, but the fact that this is a movie that lives and dies by by Ethan Embry and Pruitt Taylor Vince. Yes. And if yes. you don't have the two of them in this movie, I think it's a completely different film. I will give it with a girl. Yeah. With, with, a, with a young yeah, girl. Yeah, the girl too. Yeah, she but, but did I, great. But, you know, yeah, Pruitt Taylor Vince was scary in this one. Yes. 
And Ethan Suplee, he was fucking rock on. Ah, Christ almighty. I will then transition following uh, House of the Devil there. What are we cohabitating with your 10th pick there, Adrian? Okay, so we... I, I'm kind of building back for as crazy as those those previous films were by going into house of the devil. And then this next film, uh, I'm doing films that aren't as crazy. I'm doing a film that's crazy, but there's points in the plot that don't fully work, but it's again, a film that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Um, but the lead performance is, is wonderful and how strange it gets is great. So we're going with trailers for badlands. And then the Marathon Man, because we're going to be showing John Schlesinger's The Believers. Uh, the, the VHS cover is forever frozen in my brain. That Okay, sell us on The Believers. Make us believers. Uh, the, the Believers, unfortunately, is another movie on this list that centers around Childs being killed. Yes. Uh, in ritualistic murders, but but still, it, it, it's as bad as that sounds. You don't have lots of movies that that hinge upon that point because you still today in film, th- that's one of those no nos. Let's try to get away from it. If we're going to do it, we're going to do one to make a point to the audience. But we're not going to have child endangerment be a big thing that that's in the movies. So that hooks you in, and the fact that they're ritualistic murders, and then they're murders that are possibly tied to high society, and you've mm-hmm. got Martin Sheen. Right who's already trying to um, to better his life after a freak accident uh, kills his wife in, in the opening of the scene, and he's trying to to start a new life, start his life over again in another city. And he's got just... He's getting tied in to the weird connections and everything that's going on, and just hell literally starts depend, <laughs> like just descending down upon him. And but you've already you've also got Helen Shaver, you've got Robert Loja, you've got Richard Mazur in the film. It's just it's it, it's a little bit longer than you'd expect to want to do for one of these films because it's around um, two hours long. But just the, the places that it goes just keeps building and building and building. You're talking to people that programmed The Devil's Advocate, so you're you're totally good. <laughs> well, yeah, but at, but at at this point, yeah, in yeah. In, in the movie, because we're number and... four right now, aren't we? Uh, we only have three left. Yeah, we're 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 yeah. at the tail end. They're tail end. That, that's that's what I'm saying. Two, doing a two hour movie at this point is it's you, dangerous ground. Your 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 marathon has been dangerous at this point. It, it it's <laughs> it's not safe to quote Marathon Man. Just going... just, just wait. We're we're going for a loopy pick. Of finishing off with what I think is the the only way to finish. Oh, oh we we've got one. We as got well. one. We think it's the only way to finish too. Okay, All right. okay now let's go. We have just gone through two dour satanic films that you're not feeling good after Starry Eyes or The Devil's Candy. Two modern dour ones. Absolutely. So we <laughs> so, thought we'd go back. Yeah. Now our trailers are going to be the teaser trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, and the trailer for Suburbia. Because we're going to an all-time favorite. We need laughter. We need Tom Hanks. We need Rick Dukeman, Satanic Pate, Joe Dante's The Burbs. Just not a perfect movie, but one that I know all three of us adore. Doesn't get enough attention and love. A great boost in the arm for the marathon. It's the laughter you need. And 
It's also it's a cartoon. And think about it: if you're just waking up, oh, you know, and you see the like, oh, fuck, the burbs is on. Come on now. When you get, when you get to see Tom Hanks watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, mm-hmm. it it's just surreal. It's wonderful. And we all know that Satan is good. Satan, Satan is our pal. pal. I want to kill everyone. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit, and it's one of those another film that it, that's you know what the through line through the entire of both of our marathons are is character actors and Satan I know, right? and how they just go together. This is the new peanut butter and chocolate. It's pretzels and sardines. Yeah. <laughs> in, 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 hey, in the words of Hamilton, just you wait. <laughs> no, I it, listen, the burbs, you need the laughter. And when you can laugh with Satan, you can't go wrong. And again, we're in the tail end. Now, that being said, speaking of the tail end, Adrian, we have two films left in your marathon. Yeah. I'm curious where we're going. What is the 11th film well it's i felt that i wanted to go with something that was funny i to me i think it's funny it's not (laughs) it's still definitely mean um and but it is funny and i enjoy it and i hadn't seen the movie in the longest time until about a month and a half ago and when i rewatched it i was just like damn this is a fun movie. I don't know why we don't talk about it enough. Maybe it's because it's a little bit shaggy. Maybe it's because it's over the top. So the two trailers that I'm showing, I'm going to reuse one of the trailers from <laughs> earlier to throw everyone sent off what it possibly could be. And I'm showing a history of violence again. And then I'm pairing that up with a trailer for The Exorcist. And that's because we're showing a little film called Needful Things. Oh, yeah! That was on one, but that was what we wanted to put on, too. Needful Things is fucking dope, dude. That, and that's, that's what, you're getting towards the tail end. <laughs> and in, in this case, I will say, I'm putting this movie on to throw everyone off the scent of what the last film is. <laughs> but Needful Things is, is that jolt in the arm that it's... It's fun. It's just so much fun. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. It gets really dark, and I think yeah. that's what most yeah. people don't don't realize is just how dark it gets in some of the subject matter. You've got a kid who's pointing a gun at his head at one point who's ready to end it all. That's not really you know normally what you put with sunshine and happiness, but you're talking about – we were just talking about um, – What's it called about character actors? You guys oh, man. just literally said that, and here I am, and I'm throwing down a movie that's got Max von Sydow, that's got Ed Harris, that's got Bonnie Bedelia, that's got Amanda Plummer, that's mm-hmm. got J.T. Walsh, that's oh. got Ray McKinnon in it. Oh, yeah, it, it well, it's and, a murderer's row of actors, man. And, and I pro- can go on too. I can say William Morgan Shepard. I can say Don S. David. We're we're pulling the deep cuts there, but the problem is I haven't watched it. Would not being on TBS Stop in the longest the time. TNT days, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's. I need to, and I forget about the meanness of it. Um, but yeah. yeah, this is when you have Sid Out as the devil having a ball. It's ridiculous. So good. Get, great pick. Oh mm, man, absolutely. It's, it's it's on um it's on Hulu right oh, now. Yeah, I need to, That's I, a I, good I Halloween to, movie, man. I, I will that also be watching Halloween that movie. Adrian, you're inadvertently programming my weekend, so I appreciate this. <laughs> Now, Genius, what is our second-to-last film? Oh, dude, it's the shit. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) So we figured... We, it's the second-to-last film. We need to... We're we're driving this motherfucker home. What's one of the coolest, best... 
one of the wildest movies we've ever shown and dealing with the devil. We have the trailers for Demon Knight and Creep Show. If you want the shit, you're going to get the shit with Tales from the Hood. Which we were lucky enough, uh, our third year third, of Nerdoween, anthology one. oddly anthology, we kicked everything off with Tales from the Hood, which I think most of the audience was seeing for the, the first, first time. time. And has found life again, thankfully, through Blu-ray, through Shudder. So prescient, oh. so scary, so good. Still so relevant. So wonderful. I yeah. mean, and then just the the reason why, the main reason why he's on this list, or that's on this list, oh, is it's... Clarence Williams the third portrayal of the devil and is fantastic. He is another example. He's on screen for uh, five minutes, minutes at tops. best. Yeah, but... You cannot look away from him. He is the shit. He is the shit. And a film, like I said, now, that being said, thankfully, the last tale in that one is probably the most rough to get through. But, of course, the it ending, all, the ending, the wraparound is just wonderful. It's the best way. Welcome to hell, motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Now, we have gone through a journey, my friend. We are almost to the end of Summoning Satan, the Dark Lord, yes. Beelzebub, Lucifer, Old Scratch, what are you finishing us off with there, Adrian? Well, first of all, I, I just wanted to throw in that, yes, Tales from the Hood, fantastic. Oh, shit, so I did not give just, you a chance to just, watch the shit. Just wonderful. Well, no, I mean, that's a, what What more do you need to say? If you haven't seen that movie, go out and see it right now. Just just do that. Do you it's see- great. It's wonderful. You, you don't have to watch it this time of year. You can watch it any day uh, of the week, any month of the year, and it's going to be a fantastic time. Aside so, from- of course. <laughs> I, Side tangent real have- quick. Um, did no, you dude, see, okay, you go. Did you see the... No, 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 real quick. Did you see they announced Tales from the Hood 3? Mm-hmm. Are they going to spend more money on it? I hope so. I the Part 2... Okay, out of the five stories in Part 2, two of them were pretty damn good, but yeah. just the rest of them, it's just... It was, ooh. Look, but the heart felt, was in the right place. Yeah. yeah. The heart felt, was in the right place. Rushed. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to... Yeah. Just on the Tales no, from the Hood tangent. So, it's, a, it's okay. Okay, so, so we... We, we've mentioned, you know, we're doing films that, that center around Satan or Satanist or, you know, hell or just anything evil in, in that vicinity. We, we've talked about movies that are from the past. We've talked about movies that most people possibly haven't seen. We've talked about movies that have a gaggle of characters, actors in it. So I'm doing a film that there's only two little... Oh, I'm worried. I, I'm I'm going to say I'm watching him in, in the video, and I don't know if he if he knows. So the two trailers that I'm doing is Fright Night, okay, and Rosemary's Baby, okay, no. because we are going to see from 1977 the Sentinel. Oh no! Oh, oh no. shit! Oh, no. oh shit! we watched that one not too long ago oh boy oh adrian tantalized the twin the the, this the ants the birds meredith and everything fuck yes he 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 you you heard jay for a second you know mentioned we're talking about a murderer's row of people we're talking about chris sarandon we're talking about martin balson we're talking about john carradine we're talking about ava gardner we're talking about burgess meredith we're talking about eli wallach Hmm. in this movie we're talking about tom berenger Berenger. credited as man at the end and you're talking about a movie you have all these elements you want something that has 
maybe a bit of class, maybe a bit of cheese, maybe a bit of that that wonderful ooey gooeyness from the seventies. Mm-hmm. We're talking about gates to hell. We're talking about blind priest here. We're talking about Satanist. We're talking about everything that you could possibly want that people who are in the audience in 92 minutes are going to be constantly saying, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? But in the best way possible. Yes. Yes. So much squirming. There is so much wrong in that movie. There's so much like, what the fuck is going on in that movie? Well, and it's I, I had music queued up, Adrian, because I thought we may have had <laughs> the, the same first thing. Time. Because you know what? Whatever yep. you're saying, we are 100% yeah. in agreement with yeah. what our pick is. We wanted something yeah. from the 70s. We wanted something wild. We wanted something insane. And we wanted something nuts. For those exact reasons that you were talking about, we really thought that the movie you were about to pick was our number one pick. Well, that and see, I, that's why I wanted to do that intentionally because I know if you set it up like that, that people are going to be thinking it's possibly one thing. Because at this point, when you've gone through all these movies, people are like, "Okay, there's only a couple." You know, I, I, I know I don't know if Greg, you listened to it yet, but do you listen to screen drafts? I'm behind on them, but I do. There's there's always a joke. It's a great podcast, and they do kind of a, a marathon type thing where people mm-hmm. are choosing films. But when you get towards the end, they're like, "Oh, there's only you know two to three movies that that's the clear number one. That's the clear way that you finish this." And I know that everybody's mind is probably going to be going in your guys's direction. So I'm like, I have to do something different. Mm-hmm. We've already gone on this ride. I've already been choosing against the grain. So what's the the, the way that I can finish? that's against the grain that that's going to demolish some of the people in the audience. And and that's why I had to go with the Sentinel. Yeah. I I think demolished you truly have. And by the time the sunlight hits through those 12 films, I think you will have transformed them. (laughs) To say that that's a journey is an understatement that those that's incredible. And that's a good diverse group of films Mm -hmm. all dealing with the devil. So good. So good. Um, now, so for our last yeah. one, like you said, something 70s, something wild, a bunch of character actors that like, holy shit, it's that person, it's that a crowd favorite, but they don't know it's a crowd favorite. There is no trailers for this nope. one because there's no two movies we can put together to even remotely f- give the gist of it, but we will open it up with this. <laughs> We are going to space via Italy with the space Jesus versus Satine. We've seen the devil in the flesh and on earth and in hell, but we've never seen him from space. The Visitor. If you know the show, the DNA, this is one of those memes. This is something that is in the DNA of the podcast. A combination of killer kids. Of space Jesus, of Satan, Satan, Satan. It is not a Shelley cr- Winters. What the fuck? Basketball montages. Lance Hendrickson dealing with a, ca- a cabal of Satanists. One of the great what the f kind of films. A young girl calling Sam Peckinpah a mean old pervert. I mean, like <laughs> what? <laughs> what more could you want? And quite honestly, at this point, you are probably the journey again. It's all about the journey. So some people might be struggling to get by 
and this movie has just enough weirdness mm-hmm. to trans to make you a believer in Satan mm-hmm. and space Satan, space Satan, Sp- hail space Satan, hail space Satan. Oh my goodness! Now here's what's crazy: is have you seen the Visitor, Adrian? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> The, the fact that you guys weren't mentioning, you know, uh, John Houston or oh. Lance Henriksen. Peckinpah. I know. Right? Glenn it's... Ford. I know. There's so many, like, like, what was that guy? And so many, like, well-established, like, mm-hmm. pioneers of old-school cinema and Shelley Winters. And so it's like... <laughs> but uh, in not necessarily contrast to what you ended with, but no, I, I like to think that... It just gives you enough of the weirdness to transition you out. Now, we've 24 films. We had no repeats. None at all, which that show goes to show you dealing with the devil. There's a lot to deal with. There's, there a, is, there's a lot out there. Oh, and my we've only We haven't even scratched this. The first power. Oh. It's still there. I mean, there's tons. That, that of, was that was one of my first uh, uh, alternates that, that I'd been thinking about. No, and that's what's crazy is the fact that I can guarantee you there are people out there screaming at where's us. Where's Hell Baby and where's Rosemary's Baby and like all those classics. But yeah, of course. we wanted to zig where we'd zag and put a bunch of fun stuff in it. Well, and if you like that kind of content and approach and a point of view, you can definitely make sure to check out everything that Adrian is associated with, including Horrorversary and of course all of his work at Boom Howdy. But listen, we may not be able to attend a marathon with you this year and that's okay, but here in spirit... I am going to know that if I would have gone to your marathon, my friend, I would have left smiling, mm-hmm. hailing Satan, and hailing you, and just hailing and, you as and, a friend, man. And possibly uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely uncomfortable. <laughs> possibly uncomfortable. But that's what I would look for in that. So, man, thank you so much for, for doing this with us. This was a blast. Thanks for letting me be involved with this. Of course, of course, man. This is uh, it's that time of the year. Now, speaking of that time of the year... Next week, we our next two episodes are devoted to Halloween mm-hmm. in the spirit of, and I do believe we have some special guests yes. lined up for, oh, we don't want to spoil anything because no. it hasn't been recorded yet, no. so we don't have it in the can, but uh, stay tuned to that. And even on uh, our Monday Mystery Quarantine movie night is going to be all for Halloween, too. Absolutely. So we, we mentioned the trailer. Definitely check it out. It's going to be awesome. No, so until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Da-da-da. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>